those of you who got an invite. Welcome to Nerd Prom. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all Nerds International. With the hyphen. Um, no, wait. You know, one of the things I was thinking about, right, is that we... New planets? No. Okay. Where, did, where did you come up with that from? Because I was just thinking about big things. and So, planet? new new planets. New planets? Na- NASA. 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 Is it NASA or NASA? NASA? They've revealed that they've discovered new planets. Now, what does this mean for role-playing? It means that potentially... Potentially... There's if, if there's aliens on those planets, yep. that Come means on. that there's new people that we can get into role-playing. So what we need to do, we need to send a message to those people out there on the new planet. What are we going to say? Now, bear in mind that they may not speak English, so just make some noises that will help them understand what role-playing is and what it's all about. Some dice rattling. That's a nice sound. Yeah, no, but then they might not even know what that is. So just make like... Ooh. <laughs> what, like it's interesting. Yeah, like ooh. Oh, uh, what's this? Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> So that's what we're gonna send them. We're gonna send a probe to these new planets. Go, ooh, uh, ah, ooh, look at that. Uh, hello, want to play a game? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> this is the worst intro ever. <laughs> Coming at you live from that spare drawer that everybody has with uh, a load of junk in it, pens, some of them working, some of them not working, takeaway menus, sellotape. Coming at you live from there. It's me, Nick Lamley Lambslice. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka Julia, from the Haven Gazette. And we are. <laughs> Tabletop Twats. Yay! Woo! So welcome one and all, welcome children, women, let's be honest, we don't have any women listening to the show, do we? Hopefully not children. And hopefully not children, because this is not rated for children. If there are any children listening to this, do not listen, because this is basically pornography. (laughs) For the ears. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is ear porn. (laughs) Ear porn. Um, so, um, yeah, we this is an RPG show all about RPGs, and we have got a show for you today. We've got What You've Been Slaying, where we talk about what we've been playing. we got Ooh. the main subject, which this week is the delicious buns. Shadow bloody buns. Shadow variety. Then we've got Adventure Called Classic. Then we've got Fireside Tales. And we've got the Challenge Chamber. Then we've got... Ch- your- Chamber of Challenges. Then we've got your electro letters. Yes. It's going to be a show well, and a half. No outro. We've got an outro yet. Yes. Oh, mate. Ma- thank fuck for that. The people... Oh, the people. Been uproar, mate. Exactly, no exactly. We've got... We're bringing it back to the old school today. We're going just for our classic segments, the classics. Um, so, strap in... Where it all began. Exactly. Strap in, strap on, shut the fuck up and get ready because we're going to we're going to take we're coming you in. It's a thrill ride. We're going full thrill house. <laughs> full throttle thrill house. Oi. Yeah. What you slaying? This is what you've been slaying where we talk about what we've been slaying and this we're going to call it tentatively what you've been slaying goblin edition because <laughs> Yeah. We've been playing a lot of goblin-based games recently. Yeah, we haven't. <laughs> Pure coincidence, but we have been playing a lot of goblin games. And now, first of all, 
what we want to talk about is Darkhold Goblin Adventures for Savage Worlds. Now, what is Darkhold Goblin Adventures for Savage Worlds? Well, Darkhold Goblin Adventures for Savage Worlds is a game for Savage Worlds, nah. and it is called Darkhold Goblin Adventures. Fuck off. I'm not even joking when I say that. And um, what it is, is it is a goblin-based game called Darkhold Goblin <laughs> Adventures for Savage Worlds. So um, what this is is basically you play as goblins, but you're the the lowest of the low. You're your shitty little things that can barely deal with even the the lowest of the problems. Oh. And you're you're yeah, you're horrible little beasts, nasty little <coughs> fucking goblins. Exactly. Um, you know, let's not get offensive, Nick. But um, <laughs> sorry, I love you, goblins. Basically, they they existed um in a place uh, called the Darkhold, and they were the slaves to these these um dwarves and. Darkhold was like a very, very secluded place that was in a mountainous region, and it was very, very hard to to get to. Basically, um, eventually the goblins uh, took over, and I won't go into the details of that, but they they took over, and um, since then the the dwarves have all but died out, and the goblins have managed to to exist there and have existed fine for quite a while. And the reason they've they've managed to do that is because it's hard to get to and and easy to defend, and basically nobody gives a fuck about it, and they been lording it up ever since exactly yeah and um up there there is a trade town where they do trade with uh, with human people and they trade their crystals which uh, only the goblins are uh, able to to really mine because they're immune to their horrific diseases and um they the goblins use those to do to do magic and stuff like that mm-hmm. and the adventures the flavors for the adventures are kind of um really grim and they're, they're sort of all, all about going down into caves and fighting fighting monsters that for any normal adventure um you know would be would be easy things mm-hmm. like zombies cave worms grub nubs oh, cave worms cave worms no. but but in in dark because you're a little horrible little grub boy oh they're hard as fuck yeah they were um, and we played one of the introductory adventures. In fact, the introductory adventure. Mm-hmm. And all it was was that you had to, you guys had to go down there, uh, go down into the mines and rescue the chief of your tribe. Um, his son had gone missing. And right, yeah. he doesn't like his son, but he's worried that his missus is going to get annoyed mm-hmm. if his son doesn't get found. So what he does is he sends you guys down there to go and find him. And you just, it's a quite standard dungeon crawl mm-hmm. but you have to go down there with this um, cartographer who's a fucking nutcase oh, yeah. and um, find the son and when you find the son you found that he's been possessed by the ghost of an old dwarf and um, it, the reason he's been possessed is because he's got his old um, pickaxe which has the, his ghost in there and right. it was really fun it wasn't was it? very good fun yeah yeah, one guy survived and yeah. completed the mission. That's true. Yeah. Um, but it, it was really, really fun and really, really it. brutal. Um, just a, an encounter with some cave worms would would turn into a really, really epic fight, and it was really, um, really great. But you played um, one of the good innovations in this is you played uh, the new type of magic user, which is called a crystal smith. Oh man, yeah, squeezed squeezed the crystals. Yeah, so I, I played a I played a little goblin called Jez, um, and she was. Um, 
Yeah, exactly that. So she had these little crystals, and that would be basically the way she'd use magic. So we said that she squeezed them, and the magic popped out at the end of them. And what you had to do was basically, instead of um, preparing your spells ahead of time like you usually would, what you would do is you would um, roll or, or, or just use your magic by rolling spell casting. Right. What you would do is you would um, prepare your spells ahead of time by imbuing crystals in them. And what, what you would do is you would roll spell casting, and depending on how well you rolled um, you would imbue a certain number of spells into each crystal Mm -hmm. now anyone could use those crystals and all they would have to do was roll spirit to use them Mm -hmm. and that's how it works and it was really cool because if you get a certain amount of raises a certain amount of spells would be in the crystals so all you would do is you'd sit down for a few hours and go right I'm going to make some crystals and you would have a certain amount which was really really actually quite fun and yeah so you you would go into a fight and be like okay I've got like um, a big sack of bolt crystals. Bolt crystals. And then the you end. were like, right, I'm going to go in and squeeze my gems. <laughs> squeeze my gems at him. One of my favourite bits was when you ran out of gems midway through a fight and then you got into a kicking fight with a zombie. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, just, you, you two were just kicking each other and the zombie was like, all right, I'm going to kick you back. And you were like, yeah, I've never backed down from a kicking fight. He's a like, me neither. <laughs> and then it went on for absolutely ages. It was brutal, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really brutal fight. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. It was great for one shot. Yeah, it was really, really good, and and I felt like um, the the actual Darkhold book says that this is for low level adventures, and it's supposed to be inserted into other campaigns. It's kind of that that's the whole purpose of it. But um, as a taster, it's perfect. Yeah, and and I felt like actually playing it, it could be done as a long campaign, and it mm. would be fun to try and see these guys get to a higher level. But they're quite easy to kill, <laughs> so I think that's that's where where that sort of comes in but like actually I had a great time playing it but mm-hmm. um, it, it sort of it has a very dark like not dark as in as in oh grim and perilous like Warhammer but dark as in a little bit gross just dirty yeah dirt, dirty <laughs> yeah. D- going down mines just a bit of a dirty game yeah 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 it was all a bit grubby and you feel it in the game it's, it's, mm-hmm. it was really good fun and I didn't see the old uh, son being possessed by the ghost of a uh, Dwarf coming, so that was a good little touch. Yeah, that was that. funny. And when as soon as you saw him, instead of talking like a goblin, he was like, "You ain't pal." I'm glad they sent me some sleeves. Pick up a pick. Come on, get the work. Get stuck in. Yeah, that was good. Plenty of mining to be done. So that's Dark Cold Goblin Adventures, and that was made by Reaper Minis. No, Rebel Minis. What, Rebel Minis. Rebel Minis, and that is available now from their website, I believe. Actually, um, that was sent as a gift by Gary McCallum, and that is available. You can see the unboxing video. He sent that in um, to us. That was very, very kind yes, of him. he did. Um, it's now available in hardcover from their website, Um so you can buy that from their website um, have a look just google it we'll include a link in the description anyway mm-hmm. um, but next up we played another game more bloody goblins more bloody goblins um, I played a game called Saga of the Goblin Horde by Richard Woolcock um, great guy handsome very handsome very handsome mm-hmm. um, Saga of the Goblin Horde is a um, game all about goblins too but it's very different in feel in mm-hmm. this game, you play a goblin boss, and so you're not you're not the bottom of the pecking order in this. You're a you're a rant motherfucker, and this is a completely free, one hundred page, awesome professional rule beautifully book. done. Yeah, yeah, amazing artwork that is available free on his website. And you play play a goblin boss, and you have kind of like um, 
you have like minions that you can control and he's got a bunch of um, one sheets that were available on his website mm-hmm. before the whole book came out and I played two of those and um, I spoke about my experiences on the Wild Die podcast as well so I'm just going to be brief but I played two one sheets and one of them was all about um, the uh, well I didn't play them I DM'd them but mm-hmm. um yeah, two other guys playing. And the players, one of them was Reggie, who was a goblin wolf rider. And the other one... What was what, his vow? His vow? Reggie's vow. To never dismount. Yeah, he never dis- he never once dismounted his wolf. Was that James's choice? Or was that, is that written into the... No, that was just James's choice. <laughs> okay. He never wanted to dismount the wolf. <laughs> Ever, yeah. And then we had Squiggle, who was a uh, mushroom-taking psychopath... <laughs> who was a psychopath even by goblin standards, which was a great character. Um, anyway, we played two adventures. One of them was called The Root of the Problem. And the whole yeah. premise of this was that goblins like to eat horses and they make stew out of horses. And the way they get these horses is by killing knights and stealing their horses. Yeah. Now, a druid had solved this problem by making, instead of war horses... Um, he'd made these um, war horse radishes, which were giant radishes. That <laughs> the, the knights were just riding around exactly. with giant vegetables. Yeah. And so the goblins were pissed off. The goblin chief was pissed off because he had to eat um, uh, giant radishes instead. So <laughs> the goblin team, the, the players, had to go and kill this druid. And mm-hmm. that, that was the first adventure we played. Um, it was fucking awesome. And the second one we played was all about this um, tribe of goblins called the Bone Digger tribe. And um, they're a tribe of goblin necromancers. And this one guy uh, defected from the tribe and gone to start his own skeleton army. Yeah. And um, he, yeah, he defected, gone to start his own army, and then the team had to go and stop him. And it, it, let's just say, it ended with a chase of them being chased by 300 skeletons, which is not, not fucking just amazing. Skeletons, and it had um, kung fu um, zombie nuns. Fucking hell. Yeah. And that's called Bone of Contention, that one. Bone of Contention, yeah. That that one's also available for free on the website. And, um, yeah, that was a great game. Um, it had a very, very different feel to Darkhold in that you, you sort of higher on the pecking order. The, the goblins are somewhat competent mm-hmm. and have more... Um, I want to say kind of like unique abilities and it had more of a comedy edge than Darkhold did. Yeah. Um, Darkhold isn't didn't go for more of that that the comedy than than Saga of the Goblin Horde, but that's that's fine. They both have their place. I think both of them are very 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 good competent games, and and both of them have their place. Mm -hmm. And I would say get both and play both because they're fucking awesome, Mm -hmm. and they're both really good for one shots. But I I actually think again Saga of the Goblin Horde, I would play a long campaign in that. It was Mm -hmm. really really good. Now tell me, yeah. what is um, D&D? Dungeons and Dragons. That, that's for the people that don't actually own a castle, no. So they pretend to storm castles and get them so rid the of... the yak uh, people, the fireballs, the killing of the children, none of it was real. Was it? Define reality. It's been redefined in my country. I'm thinking the whole world must be going through that. None of it was real! Fuck! I'm trying to keep this brief, I'm really sorry. But the the final goblin game that I played this week was Tyranny of the Goblin King, which is a uh, one-shot. Um, oh, the for, famous Pub Thulu. Yeah, famous Pub Thulu. And this is a one-shot for Call of Cthulhu, and it is a fantasy conversion. 
Um, this was a one-shot basically where a there is a town uh, that has been taken over and walled off by a goblin king. And you play as a set of adventurers. And again, the way magic works in this is very similar to the crystal smith in um, Darkhold. But basically you need um, these... Uh, like magical parchment mm-hmm. and you have to scribe your scrolls beforehand and put your spells on it and then you can use them in battle mm-hmm. so you have to sit down actually do that before you can use your spells it was really really fun and what it is is we had to like you have to be ordered around and it's like this horrible like 1984 type type like like police state where yeah. these goblins rule over you and um yeah, you have to try and free the people by killing the Goblin King. Nice. So we got ordered around to go and do this fucking arena battle. And then the next morning we wake up and, and we're woken up by these red ogres who are like, you're, you're ordered to cook the Goblin King his breakfast. And we're like, fuck you. And we, we've got no <laughs> ingredients. We've got no ingredients in the flat. So we we um we, we go to the market and we, we can't fucking buy anything. We've got no food about. So what we did is we cooked a big plate of mashed potatoes <laughs> and I was a wizard and I hid in the mashed potatoes and I had all these like sleeping mushrooms. So we cooked this mashed potato and I hid inside it. Then we tried to get it to him, but we, we didn't realise. But we had to go through this big long cave structure to get to him. But the whole time I just had to hide in the mash. So the other two players had to deal with all the enemies as we were trying to get to the Goblin King. While I was just hiding in the mash, not able to do anything. Nice. Then we finally got to the Goblin King and I uh, shoved a bunch of um, bunch of mushrooms down his throat, set, set, sent him to sleep. But then, uh, yeah, then we got killed by all his henchmen. He woke up, he slashed us, we fucking died. Oh, but um, it was a really good, um, really oppressive environment. It was like this town that where the, where this guy who was a fucking idiot was ruling over yeah. everyone, making him cook for him. With and an stuff iron like fist. This. Yeah, and that was a really, really cool uh, little one-shot about... Did a, we all die? Yeah, we all died, yeah. Brilliant. Of course Cthulhu. we did. No, but that was one up for Cthulhu, I guess. Yeah, that was just a little one shot written by my brother. Um, we are actually hoping to write that down, not not like publish it officially, but maybe just get like a PDF on I don't know, a blog still, spot or something still, like that. Still waiting for Demon Dogs. I'm still waiting for Demon Dogs too. A couple of one sheets, and then we can just pop them onto the G Plus. But we've got all the the archetypes for that written and stuff and and things, and hopefully we'll be getting the um, Tyranny of the Goblin King online nice. soon. That'd it's Sean's cool. thing, but like um, it, that was really really fun, and it was mm-hmm. weird playing a fantasy setting in Cthulhu, but he did a really good job of converting it, and actually it worked really well, there and it didn't go. even feel like Cthulhu anymore, and and it was really good. So yeah, that was awesome. So three Goblin games. In, like, Goblin in the space of two weeks. It was fucking awesome. Goblin City, I like it. Yeah, Goblin City. No one will take our prized lemons from us. Hey, has it been about ten seconds since we looked at our lemon tree? It has been about ten seconds since we looked at our lemon tree. <gasps> hey! hey, what the fuck? It's a horse! It's a horse stealing our lemons! Yeah, so I've got a couple of um, adventure modules. One's for, uh, well, one can be run... For Fear Itself or Trader Cthulhu, which is pretty cool. And the other one's just a few, uh, I think it's like five stories from for the Trader Cthulhu. Uh, one of them's called Out of Time, and the other one's called The Seventh Circle. The Seventh Circle sounds pretty cool. It's, uh, you're a, te- you're a, um, a film crew for a paranormal investigation team, and you go to you know a, a haunted house to do a show, um, and that's the setting for the game. Um, meant to be pretty good. And then the other one, I think, is just like four, yeah, four Trader Cthulhu settings all through different 
times. Seven Circle one sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen those like Most Haunted series. Oh, you know like how shit they are. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be really funny if you were going there and like, because the like the presenters of those shows like clearly know that they're bollocks. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Now, wouldn't it be really funny if if you were like one of those teams that you went there and you're like, right, can we just get this fucking over with? And you're and then and then the cameras start rolling. You're like, right, we're here on scene. We might see something spooky today, listeners. And then like an actual demon comes out, and you're like, ah, <laughs> what the fuck? Or like, yeah. So you're like, you're the guy who's planting. Because I think the thing with fear itself is it's it throws normal people into uh, a really scary situation. So in that so, situation, you're actually somebody who thinks it's bollocks. Yeah. So you're there setting up tricks, knowing that. Every time you do these shows, um, you know there's the, the there's the gimmicks that they use and stuff like that. And as you're doing that, something happens. You're like, John, I told you not to set it off yet. And he's like, I didn't do that. He's like, fuck off, mate. And it actually is, a, you know, an oh, actual man. ghost presence is there. And it would actually start scaring the shit out of them people because they think sounds good. It's not real, man. But it sounds quite fun, yeah. So I'm gonna look at that. Uh, I really want to play some trailer crew actually. So. Um, yeah, you've owned it for a while now. We yeah, haven't no. we haven't played it yet. We no. played it once ages ago, but. We've got a lot of adventures, so hopefully, do, hopefully yeah. we'll be playing that soon, and yeah. we'll, we'll get back to you, listeners, on Trail of Cthulhu and Fear itself. And Fear itself, not not the concept of fear, but the game Fear itself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that'd be a long podcast. But that's what we've been playing this week. We've been slaying. Nick's bought a couple of things. I've been playing a lot of goblin-based shit. Next, um, I think I'm moving on to a lot of basilisk-based stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. and then I'm going to go on to manticores. <laughs> manticores, eh? Yeah, yeah. The good old manticore. That's the new thing. That's the new thing that's in next summer. Manticores. <laughs> that's what all the kids are, <laughs> are getting into. That's what they're all doing. Manticores. Main. Subject. Main. Subject. Main subject. Boy. Just fresh out the oven. Fresh out the oven. Smells deep. Oh god! Can you smell? Can you smell the shadow? I can smell the shadow wafting off of it. Yeah. It is a delicious bun for you today because we've we've been playing a lot of Shadow Bun recently. I've been playing um, Shadowrun Fifth Edition. It's really my first foray into playing actual Shadowrun tabletop because I I played a lot of Shadowrun throughout my life. I played a lot, but not actual tabletop Shadowrun no. because. I played this uh, Super Nintendo version of the video game when I was growing up. Now, there was the Mega Drive version and the Super Nintendo version. Both of them were vastly different, but I played the the Super Nintendo one. Um, Actually, both of them were pretty terrible um, and barely functional in terms of the shooting mechanics anyway. And then I played the the Xbox one, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people really hated, but I loved it. And... uh, and then, of course, Shadowrun Returns. But I never found anyone that wanted to play the tabletop version with me. <laughs> but now I have a group together and we've been playing a lot of Shadowrun 5th edition. But Nick, you've been playing... I've been playing with you some Savage Shadowrun. With Manuel. With Manuel, yeah. Absolutely. Which is a conversion that he wrote. And so we've both got some Shadowrun experience. And now we wanted to talk you, listener, about what Shadow is run. Run what is. About. Right. Exactly. In a bun. In a bun. So in around the bun, uh, that's bun what way. we're going to do now. So the way we're going to do this, the way we're going to structure this. We're going to slice it. We're going to slice the bun. <laughs> Let's get inside. What's that? Is that that we're going to get to the jam of the bun? And yeah. we're going to talk to you about it. So first off, we're going to talk about 5th edition and mechanics and how that works. And then we're going to talk about Shadow Bloody Bun Savage version. So 5th edition, how does it work? First off, <clears throat> it uses a... 
um, D6 pool system. Now what this means is on your character sheet you will have your stats same as you have any other game. You have your body, you, you've got your strength, you've got your agility, you've got all sorts of stats like that. And if you want to roll one of those stats all you do is you have a number next to it. Which And what is a number Nick? A number is a um, sort of symbol mm -hmm. that represents an amount of things, oh, right? So when you look at that, you go, um, what does this symbol mean? And the symbol signifies how many dice you roll. Mm -hmm. So then if, if there's a two next to your strength, you roll two dice. <gasps> and that's it, simple as that. So um, if, you want, if, if the DM says roll strength, you roll two. If you get a five or a six, that's a hit. So all you ever need to do is roll your dice and then tell the DM how many hits you get. So you don't add them together, it's individual dice representing hits or misses. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. A one is a miss, a five or a six is a hit. Gotcha. And that's it. That's all, all you ever need to do. It's so simple Lovely. to roll. Um, and it looks complicated when you see other people playing it, because it's like you roll 13 dice and it's like, uh, the maths is going to be horrible. But, but all you're looking for is either, either a hit or a miss. Yeah, once you, you know how to look at the dice and read it, it's mm -hmm. literally just boom, roll, and then you're just like, it's Four so hits. satisfying so, as well. Yeah. Um, then you got your skills, and the skills work that that you um, you know spend points in as much as you are doing any other game. And I'll get into character creation in a sec, but um, your skills are usually um, the skill and then the associated attribute as well. So, for example, acrobatics would be your uh, how many points you have in acrobatics plus your um, agility as well. So you would then roll, let's say for instance you have six in acrobatics and you have two for agility, you would roll eight dice for that. And yeah. so next to your acrobatics down below, you would just have eight. So you roll eight dice. And that's basically how it works. Next to everything there's a number, that's how many dice you roll. It's really, really simple. It's a very, very simple game to play. Um, every time the DM asks you to do anything, uh, to roll anything, you just look for the number, mm -hmm. roll that many dice. Done. Yep, nice and simple, very, very simple system. But basically, <clears throat> what Shadowrun is, is it is a um, cyberpunk game. It's also got um, magic and trolls and witches Dwarves. and bitches and um, <laughs> little pixies and goblins. And um, what, what happened was is that um, at some point during the future, an event called The Awakening happened. And I won't get too much into it, but um, The Awakening basically... Um, Awoke all the magic and the dwarves and the pixies and Sailor Moon and all of that and stuff. And they all popped out. And they all popped out of a little box. Yep. And so all those things now coexist. Mm -hmm. But it is a <clears throat> it is a dark dystopian future where um, corporations are the king. And the one thing that um, the word that everyone always mentions is extraterritoriality. So all of these companies and corporations um, basically run by their own laws and on their turf their say is is final mm -hmm. that their laws go because they they have extraterritoriality and as a result they um yeah they're not bound by by the laws of that country what they say goes exactly and that leads to some pretty shady pretty shabby shit and um they they hire um people called shadow runners to do missions for them and they these people are are you know shady characters that that um, are often hired to um, wage these underground wars between corporations and or, or um, yeah other shady organizations mm -hmm. basically, and that that's sort of the world that you're dealing with. It's that plus magic yeah. plus horrible shit. It's fucking awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. Not only I, that, you can modify your body. Yeah, and and it's like you've got so much going on. So you've got you've got all this cybernetics 
cyberpunk shit. You've yeah. got Bioware, not mm-hmm. Bioware as in the people that make Knights of the Old Republic grow up. <laughs> um, but you've got Cybertech, you've got Bioware, you've got all these futuristic weaponry, you've got magic on top of that. And all of this shit, you, you, like, for me, back when I heard about this game... I sort of heard about it and I thought, God, all this stuff, it sounds so complicated. But then, as I said, the reason I described the system first before anything else is because I I sort of thought when I first heard about this game, I thought, well, this is going to be so complicated, isn't it? Because you you look at it and you go, all of these systems, there's no way this is going to be easy. And it so is. It's such an easy game to play. And you always think like, well, there's there's all of these systems just piled on top of each other. This is going to be a fucking pain in the ass. But actually... No, it's way easier than you would think um, to play anyway. But I'll give you a brief summary of how character creation works in Shadowrun 5th Edition because, yeah, like I said, there is a lot to keep track of. All of it's simple to use, but there is a lot to keep track of. And how it works basically is you have um, a priority system. And what it is is that you, you there's a little table in the book and you pick your priorities. So you have um, A through F and you pick, um, first of all, you would pick your A priority. So this is the thing you want to prioritize above everything else. So mm-hmm. let's say, for instance, you want that to be magic if you pick your a priority as magic you would get 10 spells right if you pick your um a priority as money you would get more money than Mm -hmm. everything else um then you pick your b priority as let's say skills and then you would get less skills than if you picked your a priority as skills but you would still get a lot of skills because it's your second priority Mm -hmm. and that's it so all you do is you go okay I picked magic as A now pick 10 spells B I pick skills now pick 15 skills whatever and you just go through it like that it's it's a lot to keep track of but the the system does a really good um, sort of job of simplifying it and making mm-hmm. it easy for you to create a character making cool characters at that yeah a really really cool characters yeah. and <clears throat> i think in our group at the moment we've currently got a um hacker called gentry we've got a troll street samurai um we've got a magician who um he was adamant that he actually wanted him to be from hogwarts so we've that's <laughs> canon now but um <laughs> Yeah, we've got a um, dwarf drone rigger called Hardpoint, who is fucking awesome. He's actually one of the default characters, but yeah, we've we, it's a really really diverse group and a really crazy game. And the cool thing I like about it is it is kind of set in this grim dark world, but mm-hmm. in both the games I'm currently playing, it's gone a bit mental it's just and action nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good, and I think that a lot of the weird items in there sort of um, you know uh, really help that a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in in a nutshell, that's basically how it works. You've got you've got bio bioware, you've got cybertech, you've got this very simple dice pool system, very simple character creation, and loads of fucking items and shit that you can use and magic. And that's mm-hmm. basically what Shadowrun is all about. But you have been playing the old Savage version. Yes, haven't we? Just that's brilliant as well. So yeah, that is. Essentially, it's Savage Worlds rules with the setting of Shadowrun, which isn't an official setting. This is something. This is a, a labour of love, isn't it, from Manuel? It is a labour of love. Yes, he and is. it's a brilliant. He's done a brilliant job, and it's. Um, so this is based on uh, second edition, I believe, of of the Shadowrun. Exactly. So we don't know much about that, but mm. we we've just we played it, and this we played Manuel's game. Yeah, this was before um, we you had things such as wireless matrix hacking. So it was like the eighties, wasn't it? Exactly. So back before, um, like it, it, it before like the internet really was like 
a, a big deal and all of that. The the um, Shadowrun tried to do a good job of uh, coming up with what they thought hacking and that be, would be in yeah, the future, yeah. and they called it the Matrix, mm-hmm. and you had to jack in physically. That's like a whole game in itself, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that. It's quite it's quite bad actually, but um, <laughs> the point is, is that um, Manuel uh, stuck with second edition because he didn't really want to have the uh, the wireless stuff and mm-hmm. things like that. He wanted he preferred it when people had to jack in and this sort of retro futuristic thing that, that second edition did, and so that's why Savage Shadowrun is is based on second edition, and mm-hmm. and I like that. To yeah, be perfectly honest, well. it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's really really cool. It's an awesome setting. I'm playing a. Uh... A street samurai, actually. I just had to had to pick street samurai just for the name. It's just fucking so cool. Exactly. You're a troll. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a troll called Pain Station, uh, ex wrestler, disgraced, and become shadow runner. Um, yeah, he's a big old lump, but he's quite funny. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, with a couple of absolute crazy other pair as well. Do you want to t- tell them about Bleak Tomorrow? Yeah, Bleak Tomorrow <laughs> is a guy that desperately wanted to be a superhero, um, but there's really no opportunity to be a hero in the Shadowrunning world. So he decided to become a Shadowrunner because it's the only way he could um, get away with beating people up. Yeah. Basically. Get back at the bullies, yeah. Um, yeah, and do it in a cape with a helmet on. That was basically all he all he wanted, and he's a massive nerd. He's and a massive nerd, yeah, he's got a voice changer, so when he slides his visor down, he clicks it over, and he's like, listen, guys, and he sounds like Batman, but then he flips it back up or it malfunctions. And he's like, hello! And he's like, um, stop it! <laughs> he's a, he's, oh, he kills me. It's a great character, so he's in like all black with a black motorcycle helmet and a cape. Um, yeah, I'm bleak tomorrow. And then we've got one last guy who's Twizzler, Twizzler. who oh, is yeah. a Japanese hacker, and he's got a bit of a violent streak to him hasn't yeah. he yeah 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 we found out he's very quiet but then eventually he'll just stab people for no reason mm-hmm. mm. he's, a sta- he's a stabber Twizzler the stabber <laughs> yeah. we call him but he saved our bacon that's for sure he saved our bacon many a time mm-hmm. but yeah basically um, Savage Shadowrun it, it works it's, it just uses the basic um, Shadowrun uh, Savage Worlds rules yeah um, but we've got like all of the spells in there with Shadowrun trappings, mm-hmm. and then we've got like oh, there's a few extra bits. It's got essence, um, essence, cyberware. yeah, and then we've got um, bloody what else we got in there? Some Shadowrun items, yeah. Shadowrun guns, mm-hmm. all, all of that stuff, um, and it works really well. I mean, the actual feel of Shadowrun is preserved in there. Is that is that available for free somewhere? Can people download that? I think they can. Manuel's? Manuel's thing. Yeah, I think so. We're double, I'm sure. We'll double check that. We've just kind of... If it's in the links down below... Then it... Then it, we can. Then it is. If, if it's not, not there... You didn't hear that. Then you didn't hear any of that. <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah, and it's really, really awesome. And it does manage to preserve the feel um, of Shadowrun. But you remember that you need to legally own a copy of Second Edition if you want to download it. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. In it. Okay. Good. But don't, don't download it if you don't have it. Unless you're a pirate. Because we, we own a copy of Second Edition, right? That's why we're playing it. Yeah. Look, so back there on my shelf. Oh, I see it. No, you, no, you can't see it because it's hidden. <laughs> but anyway, the point is... Um, is go and play it. it. Go and play it because it's really good. It is really, really good. If you like if you like Savage Worlds and you like Shadowrun, then, well, what more can we say? One of the things um, like that I really, really um, admire about Shadowrun, and one of the reasons I really like it and wanted to talk about it today, is is obviously, um, as I've said, I, I really admire um, how simple they make the character creation and how, how easy they make it to get into. Um, additionally, obviously, how simple the system is, but 
um, just the absolute freedom that the system gives you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I really admire it for, for, for that reason. And uh, the, this is a game where I, I feel like when you start off, you, you're, you're a historyed character. This isn't a game where you start off and you feel like a grub. Yeah. You, this is a game where you start off and you feel like you're a person who has been through the mill. Mm-hmm. And you are a battered fuck. No rookies. No rookies. You're a guy that knows his shit. And you're a person... You've that... survived. You're still going. The fact that you're alive means that you've had to... You know, in this kind of bleak Shadowrun universe, that, that that means that you know what you're doing. Exactly. And I I quite... I really, really like that about it. And there's, and there's no characters where you start and you feel incapable unless you've done something really wrong and you've really fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, they, then you're then you're an idiot. But like, yeah, it's it's really really good, and it allows you so much so much freedom with all of it, and with the character creation. I know back in the day, I think it had like a class system, but nowadays with fifth edition, there's so much freedom with the character creation, and when you get into the game, there's so much freedom with the way you can do shit, mm-hmm. and like the way you can upgrade your character, and just the amount, the sheer amount of stuff you can do. It's like, okay, with the cyberware, for example. Um, yeah, you can install a cyber eye, for example. Yeah. But that, no two cyber eyes are the same because you can install a cyber eye and it's got, like, like let's say, for instance, three module slots on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I may install a cyber eye in my eye. Mm-hmm. You can install a cyber eye in your eye and ours will be completely different because I can install three different bits of software on it to the ones you have. Oh, yeah. And as a, exactly. <laughs> so as a result, we'll have three completely different things. Yeah. Or... We may have two different computers that have completely separate so many things. different variations. Uh, yeah, or or maybe we you have um you know different Bioware or whatever, and the customizability is so fucking crazy. Yeah, that you have so much freedom that that actually the way you play the game and the way you customize your characters leads to just an amazing stupid amount of customizability and freedom that that it's just ridiculous and. My mate Philip, who who's playing with us, he's an AD and D nerd, and mm-hmm. he's been playing that for years. And he, we we went out into the hallway, and we were going for a cigarette break, and he just said to 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 me, he was like, "Man, I love this game. It's just there's just so much freedom." And I was just like, "Yeah, I know. I, I, imagine coming from D and D, where it's like, yeah. actually, um, yes, I get a plus one on my spear because I'm on an elevated surface." <laughs> and you're like, "Come on, mate. Look, in this game, he's just like." Can I just, um, yeah, I just want to activate my uh, turn into a jet mode. And you're just like, yeah, fine. Yeah, I don't do- Actually, I don't know if that's in the game. But it should be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, it's just, it's a fucking amazing game. Just so much freedom, but man. what about the magic? What about the magic? Let's talk about, about the magic. magic. The magic is fucking great, actually. Um, the um, It's really funny because the uh, one of our guys, he uh, specced as a main magic user mm-hmm. and we, he basically used one of the out of the box magic users um, Koi Dog right who came with the beginner's box right yeah and she didn't spec as a main magic user it was more as a uh, I think it must have been like priority C where she had like five spells right mm-hmm. and he, he specced as a main magic user which meant he had ten spells but yeah. every, everything else had to suffer so he prioritised his magic basically. exactly yeah. and everything else had to suffer so he's got like not that great on skills. He's got a pretty decent gun, but his second priority was money. So, <laughs> so he's a loaded magic user. But everything. But he's not that great at anything else. <laughs> no, he's. I think his skills are all right. Like yeah. he's he's specialised in a couple Average. of skills. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got like you know uh, a decent. He's got a really sick gun. Like I think he bought the best sniper rifle that money could buy. Okay. So he's really good at sniping. 
at magic, not that good at anything else, and he's got some good armor and a really sick gun. That's, where, that's what he went for. Um, but he, he a straight out out of the box, mm-hmm. day one, ten fucking spells. Boom, and, and he's it's like. When the fuck do you see that in any other game? In Pathfinder, you start like, oh, I'm a wizard, level one. I've got magic missile. No, I don't even know if you get that at level one anymore. Oh, God, yeah, no. But the point I've got is- create water. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, take that. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, we actually use that a lot in our Pathfinder, first Pathfinder campaign. Good point, yeah. But anyway, the uh, point is, is that, um, and these spells, like, it's not like you have different ranks of spells. Mm. These are spells okay. that are useful throughout the entire game. So Sweet. yeah, you you get it forever because the way magic works, you um, pick a power of a power of your spell. Mm-hmm. So every time you want to cast a spell, you cast a spell um, to a certain power. So you um, you can cast up to your maximum spell casting. So he's got a spell casting of thirteen, which is currently the maximum, and it's the maximum for his character. So he can cast up to thirteen. If he if he does so. Um, each spell has a certain drain, so it'll be like spell casting minus three. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, he casts at thirteen. That means that he could possibly get a drain of ten. Wow. Okay. And that means he'll lo- he'll take ten stun damage. Wow. So which magic means- comes at a cost. Exactly. So he might knock himself unconscious. But it was do a sick. And this actually did did actually fuck him over at one point wow. because he fell out of a plane at one point yeah. and he thought on the way down I better heal myself okay. and he did and he knocked himself unconscious shit. and he died because oh, he, he had no way of saving himself on the way down oh, man. so yeah this is um, the same guy that acts, was meant to just shake some people up and ended up vaporising them yeah 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 he did with a thunder spell because he cast it at power six and fucked somebody up so that's how magic works because nice. you don't have weak spells and strong spells. You just have spells. Degrees of spells on each roll. Exactly. You can cast them at whatever power you want. So yeah. he's got 10 spells that he knows mm-hmm. and he can cast them at whatever power he likes. Likes it. Likes it, I do. Yeah. It's really, really, really cool. And so he's got shit like uh, mass confusion or confusion. Oh, um, he's got um, lightning bolt, fireball, like loads of really cool shit. Um, nice. It levitate. Uh, Wall Walker, like loads yeah. of really cool shit. And for instance, he, he yeah he picked Levitate because he fell out of a plane that time. So when he <laughs> created again, his new character, he's, he's like, yeah, I'm definitely picking Levitate. And I think there was there was a point where he was just like they they were trying to get up somewhere and they were standing there for ages, just like looking up at this hole. And they were like, how the fuck do we get up there? And he was just like, oh yeah, Levitate. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> he just ascended. <laughs> yeah. So like with that spell, for example, when he rolls it, it'll be. Um, how much it'll be force equals the amount of minutes he's able to levitate for. Right, okay. So it's like shit like that. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Really cool. And um yeah, he can d- he, he has to pick his force wisely mm-hmm. to, to be able to, to use it. So um he's trying to avoid getting stunned by his spells. And yeah. um yeah, I really, really like the way the magic works in it. It's that very, very like interesting. Yeah. And it leads to dramatic like anime type moments where somebody's going like fuck you I'm gonna kill you and he's like force 13 ah yeah and then he like, stuns himself flies for a wall yeah and then yeah. He, the, like at least these moments where he's like all, all knocked out and mm-hmm. on the floor and people are like why did you do that man and, and you can be like I had to do it man 
had to do the big spell. <laughs> it took it out of me, though. That hasn't happened yet, but it can lead to it's moments cool. like that. And uh, I, I really, really like it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's just so much scope for freedom in this fucking game, man. It's w- what a system. What a system. And the guns. What lovely set of buns. Let's talk about the fucking guns. Oh, man. Because the team at the, the moment... The names by themselves are just brilliant. Yeah, we got got like, the Ares Predator, the mm-hmm. Crime Cannon, <laughs> yeah. the uh, Ares Super Squirt. Yeah. Which, actually, I think they put that in as a little joke because um, back in the day they used to have these um, in, in like the older versions of Shadowrun they had squirt guns as well and um, I don't know if they had the Ares super squirt specifically but there was an old technique used in the older versions of Shadowrun that mm. people used to do where they used to get this thing called um, DMSO now what I, I may be misremembering this because I never played the older version. So mm-hmm. if I'm wrong to any old Shadowrun nerds, I apologise. But DMSO, what it is, is you would put it into a squirt gun. Or not necessarily, but you would put... If it came in contact with somebody's skin, yeah. it would allow drugs to be absorbed by the skin. <laughs> so what people would do is put it into like super soaker guns, <laughs> yeah. squirt it at people, then they get somebody else to like chuck heroin at them. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then they would just... <laughs> And like that was a good old like technique wow. that people used to do, That's and it basically sick. would break people's games. Yeah, yeah, got and it. it would just devolve, devolve into squirt gun wars. And this was something that that Spoonie spoke about. Yeah, and I was looking through the Shadowrun Fifth Edition book and came across the Ares Super Squirt. Now somebody will have to let me know. It, it, it was this in previous editions because. Mm-hmm. Like it seems weird that they would specifically like a weapons manufacturer would make Super a squirt, squirt. gun. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's, so I don't know if that was in the previous editions or if they put that in as a joke that weapons manufacturers are now making squirt guns. Yeah, for that very reason. Was it for DMSO reasons or, or not? I don't Let know. Let us know, that's interesting. But um, I, I kept specifically trying to tell the players that this existed. I've put, because of that reason, mm-hmm. right, in every game... That I've ever DM'd, I put squirt guns in as a viable thing to see if people would ever cotton onto the fact that you can put any substance in a squirt gun and squirt into somebody's face. Of course, yeah. I think we've had we've done that before, haven't we? No, nobody's ever fucking done it. You sure Sean hasn't? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like somebody would put bleach or hot sauce or something into a fucking squirt, squirt gun. Squirt them in their eyes. Yeah, like a mace. Walking the pool. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, um, is that Shadowrun is a great game, and whether you play the Savage version or you play Fifth Edition or you play one of the old ones, because the old ones are great as well. Obviously, and I the computer game. All the computer, computer games, games, brilliant as well. The computer games are amazing. And mm-hmm. Shadowrun Returns is only ten pounds on Steam, and it mm-hmm. is probably one of the best um, RPG licensed video games ever made. So good, if not the best, because it, it runs can... and it uses the rules. Yeah, and it uses the rules of Shadowrun 3rd, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the best games out there in terms of simplicity. If you get the quick start rules, right, off the uh, off the old um, intertubes, mm-hmm. yeah, get those and get on it. I would say one recommendation, one absolutely great recommendation, do not buy the beginner's box. It is a piece of shit. It's a bit of a rip-off. Waste of money. Mm. It comes with some glossy character sheets. It comes with the quick start rules. It comes with a bit of the main rule book, And that's about it. And some it. dice. And some dice. Uh, it's a waste of money. It's not worth the 20 quid I spent on it. Just get the quick start rules from the website. Have a read of those because they are really, really, really worth your time. It has a really cool adventure in it, which is basically um, a big load <clears throat> of fucking combat that takes place in a diner, which is a good laugh. Yeah. And I actually played that at the beginning of um, one of my sessions and it was really really great fun comes with some archetypes in there so just play that have a great time um, and you're just going to have a great time 
fucking about with some magic yep. and cyberware and shit. Or if you're a Savage Worlds fanboy, like we said, check yep. out Savage Shadowrun as well. Because that's a nice, good, simple way to get into that world as well. And actually, I was surprised... No offence, Manuel. I'm not saying I doubt your abilities. <laughs> but I was surprised at how well it translates to Savage Worlds. Because mm-hmm. I was like worried that they weren't going to capture the feel. And, and actually, uh, it really does capture the feel. Yeah, captures it really well. It captures it like Manuel has captured my heart. <laughs> Beautiful. So either way, check it out. It's great. You won't check you won't, it. You won't regret it. Check it. You won't regret it. I I blood. <laughs> so that's uh, that's Shadowrun, and we we love it. We love playing it, and hopefully, Nick, you're going to make it to one of my actual Shadowrun yes. Fifth Edition games for once. Hopefully, you yeah. traitorous fuck. <laughs> anyway, I've made I've baked you this nice iced shadow bun. Oh, del- <laughs> delicious. <laughs> In a land far beyond your imagining, adventure waits. And down beneath you will find things that you never dreamed of seeing. Goblins, orcs, treasures, mountains of gold. Will you be brave enough to delve deep and beat the final boss of the dungeon? This is Adventure Calls, available for $49.99.99. Available at all good retailers. This is Adventure Call, where we do prank calls. Now, we know they're pathetic. We know they're sad and we know they're for idioms. But we know you guys love them. We know you love them, so we're going to do one now for your amusement. Um, Now, I am going to call up a local job recruitment agency and I am going to pretend to be an adventurer looking for work. Hello, Lisa. Um, I'm currently uh, looking for work. Am I I, um, under the understanding that this is the right place to look for at... Um, Gal- Galarian. Sorry? I-, I live in Galarian. Galarian? Oh, well, we're based in Surrey. I-, I don't... Galarian doesn't sound like it's local. Well, I don't know of that province, but um, I'm qualified in many different areas, and you would um, you'd be very, very happy to have me on, on your books. Really? Okay, so... Oh, yes. The- Just to make sure that I can help you, mm-hmm. whereabouts do you live? So, um, so you... Well, I'm just outside Neverwinter. Near Red Hill. Never... Red Hill? Yes. Oh, you live in Red Hill. Okay, sorry. So I named because of the bloody battle which took place atop its peak. Well, um, I'm very good um, with outdoors work. Um, so, uh, of course, I work well as part of a team, and uh, I'm good also on my own. Uh, although, you know, I I'm good when backed up with a healer or um, perhaps an archer. Okay. Okay. Um, so, what sort of I have, but if we could go over a few things on, on over the phone, so I could tell you some of my qualifications. I, I, okay. Well, we, my greatest achievement is that I slayed the Lich King. You played what? Sorry. The Lich King, Lord of the Witcherlocks. We, Lord of the Witcherlocks. Lord of the Witcherlocks. 
They call me Lance Lightbringer, Slayer of the God Kings. They call you Lance, sorry? Lance Lightbringer, Slayer of the God Kings. Slayer of the God Kings? Yes. Oh, wow, wow. Then that does sound like a real high achievement. Thank you. I will say one thing, though, Lisa. I shan't work with dwarves. You can't work with dwarves? I do not trust them. You don't? Okay, okay. That, that, that's fine. Um, okay, well, um, what sort of thing are you looking for? Well, you know, I'm getting old, Lisa. I'll be honest with you. And I'm looking for something easy, like caravan guards or, or bandit slaying, something like that. No, no liches, no witches. No witches? Okay. So mm-hmm. you, you'd like to work in a caravan park? No, no, caravan guard, you know, guarding the king as he as he travels to distant lands. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Can I take your name? Yep, Lance Lightbringer. Lance, okay. Well, Lightbringer. Lance Lightbringer. It's lovely to speak to you, Lance. I do think that I might... I don't have that type of work on the deck, so I do think... What? Why? Um, because we, we don't have, have that type of work on our books, I'm afraid. What sort of work do you have? Um, well, I, would you have dungeoneering or something like that? Um, sorry? Would you have dungeoneering or, or perhaps something like that? I, I, I would be willing to compromise. Okay, Chef? Okay, well, okay. Well, that, that's Chef? good to know. That's good to know, Lars. Chef? So, what, I, what I suggest that Chef? we I'm good with cutting and chopping. I have my own axe. Lisa, I detect that you were, that you wish to laugh. You must not laugh at me. I am no joke. Okay, Lance with his axe. Okay, um, Lance. Um, I'm going to give you my email address, and it's actually Lucy. It's not Lisa. I can give you. My sorry, email I'm sorry, Lucy. That uh, I'm very sorry about this mistake, Lucy. Lucy it's the Lucy. Wise. Lucy with a Y. That's right. If you want to send over your 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 CV, email. Just in case, you never know. I might get a dragon slayer type of role in, and in which case, I can then give you a call, and we can obviously get you you get you matched to that role. But thank at goodness. The moment, I don't have any Dragon Slayer roles on, on the okay. at the moment. But I do think, you know, if you want to send over your CVs to me, I'm more than happy for you to stay on our books just in case that's well, well, not Lucy, you've done me a great service. And, and should any Dragon Slayer roles come in, then? I, they do, don't they? Yes. So, you never know. So, okay, think of the light bringer. Have you got a pen and paper there? Would you like to take down my heat I have a quill. Yes. Yes. Well, and I would simply tie this to the raven's foot and it would know where to go. Yes. That's it. So the raven's nowhere to send it. Understood. Okay. E-mail. It was lovely speaking to you lots and the very best of luck of finding some, some work. All right. Thank you and may the gods ever be in your favour, Lucy. Thank you. Crack my lal. Lal, 
<laughs> that one worked out nicely. Oh, Lucy. I'm glad that we're glad that we did that. <sighs> you gotta keep you gotta keep mining. Hey everybody, come gather around the fireside. I got a story to tell you about a time when I beat two goblins and three basilisks all by myself. That's right, I did it with my own two hands. And my trusty six shooter, of course, but that's not the point. Point is I beat him, I won. Fireside tales. Okay everyone. Gather round. This is Fireside Tales, where we talk about our RPG experience stories of RPG stories of experience. Exactly, and we are going to tell you some tales from the buns today mm-hmm. because we have been playing Shadowrun, and we are going to talk about Shadowrun. Buddy, buddy runs. <laughs> so, you want to start this one, Nick? Oh, where do we begin? Okay, so I want to talk about. Um, well, we're both going to talk about Savage Shadowrun because it was one of the craziest games I think I've been part of. Um, well, basically, the the, uh, the game started off from where it left off us being pretty much battered. I was burning to a crisp because I had a bunch of acid put on me, uh, including downstairs, and we I was just a dead lump on the ground pretty much at uh, at Bleak Tomorrow's contact Fatty Johnson's comic book shop at the top um, above the shop in his flat, and. Anyway, we got healed and we kind of got stabilised and stuff and we was getting ready to go back out on our next uh, raid. Um, and then Bleak Tomorrow thought it would be a good idea to get make, build me some uh, wardrobe armour. Yeah, because we, we were basically completely fucked up because yeah. we, we all of our armour was really battered. Mashed our clothes were in tatters because they had been burnt by the acid. So we needed to harden up and um, we had... Oh yeah, no, that was before. Hold on. Yeah, no, it's alright. Go on, yeah. Talk about the wardrobe first, yeah. So we spent. Well, how did we make it? He started blasting well, the kitchen. <laughs> I started. Yeah, I started taking this guy's kitchen apart, blasting up his cupboards, trying to make you some armor out of it. I like when he came running out. You were like, hey, "I'll be fine. I do this kind of shit all the time." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the guy, the guy was asleep at the time. Fatty Johnson. He yeah. came running out, and he's he and I was blasting his cupboards with a revolver, trying to make arm and arm and leg holes in it. Yeah. Anyway, we succeeded. And yeah. So we created the wardrobe. Um, well, no, the, the wardrobe wasn't complete yet. Oh, no, at this time, stage it, one, should yeah, I say. Yeah, this was stage one of making this the wardrobe. This was, was armoured cupboard. Yeah, this was just a cupboard armour. And then mm-hmm. uh, at this point, yeah, you were wearing a cupboard yeah. as some armour. Mm-hmm. You big troll with a cupboard on. Yeah, my head, like, just my head popping out the top and arms hanging out the sides of it and stuff. It was right? fucking weird. <laughs> it was awesome. But then we, we were going to visit this gang. What were they called? The Tunnel Snakes. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. <laughs> tunnel Snakes. And then, um, yeah, we were going to visit the Tunnel Snakes. Yeah. And then, because um, we were going to ask them for information. Mm-hmm. So we got your contact next, didn't we? Fabulous Johnson. Fabulous Johnson. Because <laughs> we, we came up with really original names. <laughs> yeah. All the, all the contacts are called Johnson from the con- Johnson Contact Company. And he was a weapons dealer. He was a weapons dealer. No, no, sorry. Fabulous Johnson hooked me up with a weapons dealer. He was that the was connect it. guy. Yeah, and this guy was called Shen, and he was he was getting us some. He was also a troll. Some weepons. Some weepons, yeah. So we 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 did a shady deal down an alley, you know. And then we realised that we needed a vehicle, and we were buying <laughs> weapons out of the back of this guy's vehicle. <laughs> so we thought, put two and two together. Let's nick his vehicle with all the weapons inside. So um, Nick was like, um, you know, he was worried that, that we were going to ruin his, his contacts. So he said to us, he was like, well, why don't you knock him the fuck out and steal his van? And I'll pretend I don't know anything about it. <laughs> like I'd be held up as well, yeah. So we started knocking him out. And in the end, <laughs> Nick's character was the one that knocked him out anyway. So yeah. fuck that up. Yeah. We nicked the guy's van with all the guns in the back. 
Oh dear. And we decided to make a death machine out of out well, of. Before that, when we reversed up, we smashed that. We, we we I think the, none of us knew how to drive properly. And it was stuck in reverse, and we just smashed it into a dumpster and like damaged the back door. Oh, so yeah. just about holding shut. And then we yeah hightailed it out of there to see Murphy's Law. No, what did we do before that? We made me. Yeah, no, we were before we yeah we went to go and see Murphy's Law, but we wanted to sort of make ourselves really intimidating. Yeah, and we had a van full of guns. <laughs> so what we wanted to do was turn the wardrobe into a war drobe. <laughs> so what we did is we strapped all the guns to the side of the wardrobe. Yeah, with like duct tape. And mm-hmm. then we, we gave you like a pulley mechanism, didn't we? And all the triggers were uh, laced to one kind of... One, one string. string. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I had for a hole in the middle of the wardrobe. Um, uh, that's war drone. So when you <laughs> when Nick pulled the string, all the guns would fire all hell at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Um, to add to the intimidation... Yeah, I um, we, we waited till we were just around the corner from uh, the Tunnel Snakes, mm-hmm. and then I stood on the roof of the van, mm-hmm. and then Matt, um, his character Twizzler, was sta- was driving the car, and we drove past slowly, with me standing on the roof of the van, him playing DMX's X-Gong Give, Give It, it to, to You, really loudly out the car, while I stood on the van, giving um, two middle fingers, flipping everybody off with my helmet on or view in the back of the van not visible at this time primed yeah primed and ready with the wardrobe yeah and then we waited for it all to kick off and as soon as it kicked off you booted the back of the door um, open uh-huh. but we had a code word didn't we so as soon as shit kicked off I said I said the word Jenga, Jenga. And, I, and, and so I said um, you guys should calm down and play a game of Jenga once in a while and, and then you knew it. and you kicked the back of the door open and suddenly this Pulled fucking troll with a cupboard <laughs> With all these guns attached to the outside, came out and just pulled the string and then BOOM! And just unleashed merry hell on uh, on these gangers. It yeah. was amazing. It did a cone attack, didn't it? Oh, so it's just so, like, yeah, it was so And then cool. I had made earlier on, I had the um, nunchakuzi. Oh, how can we forget about the nunchakuzi? <laughs> this was, all it was was two Uzis connected by a piece of string that um, I would swing about. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd use one as a melee attack whilst mm-hmm. firing the other one, just like, <laughs> I took out I jumped off the fucking van took out one guy with yep. the Uzi whilst you were uh, sitting in the back of the van just like <laughs> yeah, just in the wardrobe and we, it was a fucking crazy load of shit Some, one of the gangers threw a fucking grenade mm-hmm. I didn't take any damage but it blew me back and then Matt reversed the van running me over then oh I lost God. the fucking nunchuck Uzi yep. you jumped out of the van blasted off a shot of the wardrobe mm-hmm. then jumped back in the van it was yeah. fucking hell oh, then was... we just we just fucking murdered every single every one. single last it was amazing and then after all the dust had settled and uh, you know the gun smoke had drifted away we was like were we meant to get information yeah <laughs> we just killed them all <laughs> it was just a massacre one. um but it, fucking hell, was it worth it? It was so cool. <laughs> all that preparation <laughs> made this the most ridiculous weapon. Oh, and it was all over about 30 seconds, but it was awesome. God, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was like one of my, my one of my favourite moments in a game in a yeah. long time. Oh, it man. was so good. It was so cool. Just it, it was just like it was so dumb. We should have left one person alive. <laughs> we saw blood. And the nun jacuzzi. I was trying to make like a fucking Batman on a budget type gadget. <laughs> oh yeah, because you were like Got any bad meringues? Yeah. He's like, no. He's like, I just have guns. What, what don't you understand about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that is, uh, that's so cool. a very short but sweet tale, all about how we made uh, a wardrobe, a nunchakuzi, and had a guy driving us along with DMX blasting out who accidentally ran over 
me. And ended up killing every single person. That we were supposed to be questioning. Yeah. <laughs> and that's shadow bun for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get into the buns, everyone. Yes. Snuggle up in them buns. And he is the champion of the dungeon. So we spoke last week about a homeless gnome, right? That little fucker. Uh, yeah, and he, uh, I heard that he descended, right? And that he'd got a castle out in Reading somewhere. Yeah. And that he'd been stealing... He'd made a p- fake Patreon. We had the uh, security breach the other day. What security breach? I'm at work and all of a sudden it's... My, our, our Google Plus starts posting saying that the little pricks on... Our Discord on server. On our Discord, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? And he, he's he made a fake Patreon. Yeah. And he's been... He'd been um, solicit- Fleecing money off our good listeners. Exactly. And I, for one, I'm sick of it, mate. Oh, mate. So we got to go and pay that fucker a visit. Yeah, All right, totally with you. You driving? Yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's go. get let's get down there, mate. Hey, gnome king. Huh? Oi, how'd you get past me guards? Oh, it was fucking easy, mate. Come on, that's ridiculous. Those guys, they don't even know what they're fucking doing. What what, what do you want? What? Get away from me. We got a bone to pick with you, mate. What what the fuck do you think you're doing? You've been you've been fleecing money off of our listeners. You've been you you set up a fake Patreon. You went on our Discord, hacking our accounts. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, I'm well within my rights to do it. Okay, when I, back when I was just a homeless gnome, I asked you for ten p for a cup of tea, and you wouldn't even hear none of it. That's because you fucking stink, man. You came into our podcast, always interrupting it, and, and you nicked stuff whenever you came in. You asked for you asked for ten p first time round. We helped you out. We Shit was going in. missing. My, stuff's going missing. Yeah, my fucking that's my sofa over there. I can see that. No, no, I bought this sofa legally. It's my, it's my sofa. Fuck off. I recognise it, mate. That's it's, my fucking... It's got the cat scratch marks, and you haven't even got a cat. That's from Harrison's cat. No, I scratched it. Look, you fucking dickhead, you lying little cunt. Look, Nick. Nick, let's get him, mate. Come on. Come here, little shit. Grab it, come here. I'm a trained weapon. No, ow. No, Come here. Right, time up. Get the bag. Get the bag on him. That's it. Right, put him in the boot. Put yeah. him in the boot of the car. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, fucking hell. Let's get him home. Come on. Yeah, quickly before anyone sees. Just cut that bit out about us going over there, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one needs to know. Yeah, yeah. Just, just leave this, it. Leave them in there for this a bit. A bit. Exactly. Um. All right. So this is the Chamber of Challenges, and today we have got a very special noise that Nick is making because the bag's being opened. We are playing um a little challenge which uh, wasn't even cooked up by me. So that's how lazy we've got. This is something <laughs> a listener has made up. We are going to play a little round of Elevator. By Manuel Sams. Now, what this is, is a um, futuristic role-playing game set in a future where um, the old-school versions of lifts and elevators are back. You know, back in the day when you'd have a lift uh, or an elevator and that um, <laughs> that lift would, uh, you, you would have like a bellboy in there that would operate the lift. Yep. Well, 
now those are back, except they're virtual, right? And the lifts talk to you. You stand in the lift and um, you would get in and you tell the lift which floor you want to go to. Except this particular lift, you, Nick, your character, mm-hmm. has been infected with a virus and it wants to kill people. <laughs> okay. Your objective is to get away with it. Yeah. Right? And you, if, if you get found out, you will be replaced. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So it is a normal day. Right, and yeah. um, there it is. It is nine a.m. and some people get in to the lift, and one of them goes, uh, ninth floor, please." Welcome and thank you for entering me. What floor would you like? Vocal command required. Uh, ninth floor, please. Certainly, ninth floor. Thank you. Fucking thing doesn't even work. I had to enter the command twice. Another lady looks at him and and goes, "Yeah, bloody thing, always on the fritz." So anyway, about the with the weekend, did you have a nice weekend? How the how are the kids? Uh, yeah, they're fine. They're, they're lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you for entering floor nine 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 nine. No 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 no. That wasn't the floor I chose. <laughs> no, I got really really quick. Okay, roll your elevation. <laughs> That's a five. Okay, yeah, you go up unbelievably fast, and as you go up, you can see the um through your CCTV that the people are like like all squidged down and they're sort of hitting the floor and they're like ah! <laughs> and you're going up really really fast and you're going up to like the seventieth floor at this point. And he's like, this was not the floor I entered. No, I should stop. Okay, and um, you stop all of a sudden, and all the people hit the ceiling and they are going to take some damage. They hit the ceiling and they're like. Ugh! Oh, and the woman's like, oh, oh, my noggin, oh, this is awful. <laughs> and they're just, they're just on the floor, and you can see them going up to the emergency button, just crawling closer to it, and they're getting closer and closer. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, can I reroute my electrical supply to the emergency button so it becomes almost like electrifies? Yeah, give me a repair roll. Eleven. Okay, um, but that is a minus two, so you've got a nine mm-hmm. total. So, um, yeah, you managed to reroute your electronical um, circuitry to um, uh, do a power surge towards okay. the electric button. <clears throat> and as the bloke crawls up, he goes to press it. I'm going to go, uh, floor, floor miscommunication, error from human. Please press emergency reset. And um, he goes, okay, pressing. And he goes, <laughs> and he, he takes some damage. And he's like, Ugh. and the woman starts screaming. She's just like, Aah. and she's trying to get out of the lift. And she goes up to the door and she's just trying to claw the doors apart. Okay, can I just move between floors? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can do that as a free action. That's just Sorry. your your movement. So you've now moved between the floors, and but she's still trying to claw the doors apart. The claw, the the, um, the doors, of course, you control. Um, mm-hmm. So she's trying to claw them okay, apart. That's she fine. is going to roll her strength. She manages to succeed and get them about two feet apart, and she's now trying to crawl out. Um, what do you want to do? Okay, I'm going to shoot down to the ground floor. <laughs> okay, roll um, roll elevation. <laughs> Ten. Okay, and um, yeah, you shoot down to the ground floor, and you can see that her um, basically one side of her body gets all mashed up as you as she's halfway out the elevator. Um, she just gets all scraped down, the scraping of bone, and there's just blood everywhere, all inside the fucking cabin. <laughs> and she's just like, and um, when it gets to the ground floor, um, you can see on your outer CCTV that there is a, a, a group of fresh employees waiting to get in. And that is it for part one of Elevator. We're going to continue the saga of this evil elevator next time on Tabletop Twats. In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. 
This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. So this is Electro Letters, where we take your mail from around the world and we turn it into audio material and then we read them out and we answer them mm-hmm. don't we Nick? that's what we do that's that what we it. do that how do we do it of how do we do it I don't even know witchcraft witchcraft bitchcraft <laughs> bitchcrafting exactly um yeah powered by bitchcraft <laughs> the electro letters so we've had a few um we was a bit last minute asking for them so sorry about that sorry uh but we, nevertheless we've had a few come through which is uh always nice all right, and our first question comes in from uh, James Clark, the pumpkin, bless him. And he has sent a few, a myriad of questions. Um, and his first question is, can you please compare one scene in a game that you both played and let us know the difference in your imagination? I have a really good, uh, I have a really good one for this because I want us to both describe. In our Pathfinder game, there was a, um, a goblin pub. Oh, the good I, know, I want I want you to say how you imagine it. No, in fact, I'm going to say how I imagine it first, because <laughs> yeah. then I want you to say how you imagine it, right? Because the way I imagined it, right, was mm-hmm. that it was basically like a shed, but you know when old wood gets a bit of wood rot? Yeah. Uh, I imagine it like that, like really shitty chipboard wood, yeah. right? And it was kind of rotting. And when you went inside... The um the bar was basically made out of crates, mm-hmm. and then the way they poured pints was just like a barrel with a little tap on it, right? <laughs> yeah. And that was basically it. And all the tables were like old ramshackle fucking tables. It was basically like a bit of wood on yeah. some bricks. Yeah. That's how I imagined it, and it was basically um like like a shitty little hut with all this put together right, shit in hovel, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like that bad, like mm-hmm. the sort of level that a hobo would make using material that he'd found behind a bin. Yeah. Right? That was my imagining of the <laughs> Goblin Pub. Uh-huh. What was your imagining? <laughs> Mine was a little bit different. I just envisioned it all, I don't know why, but everything was made out of bones. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Goblin Pub, but it was, it was still quite small, but... I don't know, yeah, the bar was made out of bones <laughs> and like all the tables were different bones that they had collected from the, I don't know, the city or whatever. Little just, bone b- shot glasses. Little bone shot glass. I don't know why, a little bone dartboard. Um, but yeah, the whole thing was just a bone, in my eyes, I just imagined bone-topia. I don't know why I couldn't get this image out of my head. Yeah, so um, two very different imaginings of the same thing. Yeah, that was awesome. Very good. Uh, next question, have you ever been in a fight in real life and thought you had special abilities because you have watched a fair few kung fu films i i haven't but i saw one once and it was really bloody funny because <laughs> really? um there was this guy in our school right i won't say his name but let's say his name was jeffels jeffels right and uh jeffels um was you know every school has their psychopath right yeah they might never actually go go ahead and do the massive chainsaw massacre go full murder but, but you know one day they're gonna <laughs> yeah and um jeffels was that kind of guy right and it was really funny because he always used to plot things and he had he had this unnatural obsession with hitler and oh, he used dear. to yeah for real and um he uh my mum also worked at the library and she used to tell me what sort of books he would get out. And it was either Hitler or Ninjas. Those were the only two things that he would ever That's all get. he cares about. <laughs> yeah. And um, basically, Jeff was one day got in a fight, right? The one time he ever got in a fight, Uh-oh. he went up to the school bully, the biggest, baddest guy in the school, and went, Fuck you, bully! Your reign of terror is over! And now I shall kill you! And I shall kill you once and for all! This is after only reading about Ninjas, not actually being one. <laughs> or training right? and then going away. Exactly. Oh, and he went, up to, he went up to the biggest, baddest bully and challenged him. 
and all he did was get into the crane position, right? And just went, you cannot get past my defensible wall. And the bully just smacked him in the face and oh, instantly, no. and he just went down. Oh, he just went down. No. Boom. That was it. One hit and he hit the floor. Wow. Two hits. Wow. He hit him, he hit the floor. That was it. Oh, man. Yeah, it was amazing. But no, I've never been in an, in an actual fight, and uh, and thus I've never been in a fight and thought I had powers. So yeah, true. So I haven't been. In but everyone, everyone has tried to use the force in real life. Oh, of course, just stood there with your hand really tense. Just tried. Yeah, come on, just, move. Just, just in case. Move. Yeah. yeah. Do I have telepathy? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Is it telepathy? No. Te- yeah. Uh, tele- te- telekinesis. Telekinesis. That's it. Yeah. And you just oh, did it move a little bit? No, I've just been staring at it too long. Um, yeah, no, unfortunately not. But there you go. Uh, next question. During the time right now and the time spent during the pod recording, what do you think you would normally be doing instead? And what do you think you could have done in this time? Oh, God. Well, I know what I'd be doing. What would you be doing? Working. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you got a day off from work, didn't you? Yeah. Same here, probably. I've been working on a secret secret project you've been working on a secret and I would well in the amount of time we've done this pod I probably would have done that changed some light bulbs done a few sockets you would have changed some light bulbs I would have been doing a secret project yep wanking <laughs> uh, and his last question how much would you uh, oh here we go how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck wood, ah, I used to be able to do this how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood yeah a lot of it yeah, a lot of wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good questions, James. Thank you very much. Thanks for sending those in. Always appreciated. Mm-hmm. All the way from Kyoto, Japan. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much, man. It's uh, always good to hear from you. Yep, as always. I've seen him tonight, actually. <laughs> there you go. Good. Thanks, buddy. Keep coming in. Uh, next question is from uh, Morgan Ellis. Morgan Ellis. Morgan Ellis. Morgan Ellis. Yeah, he's a talking morg. He's a talking morg. How's it going, man? Full Wait, you can't answer back. Full of dead people. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Have you ever made a homebrew item slash class or race for a game? And if so, how did you make it without it being brokenly OP, but still cool at the same time? I have. <laughs> yeah, they're online. But bubble gun. Bubble gun. Yeah, yeah. I um. Well, I I I make a lot of homebrew items for games. Mm-hmm. I always do it, and I um. Try to make them balanced uh, by sort of... Um, the best way to do it is by looking at the items that are already in the game. And I would say maybe balancing it alongside those mm-hmm. and making sure they're not OP by that. And I think what a lot of people do, the mistake they make, is not being open with the players in your group if you're DMing and just saying, you know what, guys, I fucked up. Maybe I made that a bit too OP. Would you mind if I just scale that back a little bit? Yeah. Um, or if you make it too OP and you fuck up, um, just own it and and raise up everything else. Make it OP in the game. Fuck it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If something's OP, make it a big deal in the game. I don't know. But the point is, is that, um, yeah, I've made a lot of items for games and uh, I always think instead of going for say, a really powerful sword, go for something that has a cool gameplay benefit instead. And that way you don't run the risk of having something OP. You just have something that, that alters gameplay and is fun instead. And that's that's what I went for. Or just encourages roleplay. Exactly, yeah, that's something like really that. That's always really good fun. Yeah, it has I, no kind of mechanical bonus to it, but it just it's, it will make people talk about it and might get you into more fun situations. One of my favourite ones that I did, um, this is this is kind of broken and OP, but was incredibly fun, was the uh, the everything detector. Oh, yeah. And it had a chamber in it, and what you would do is put any item in there, 
and it would detect that within a 20-foot radius, or, or you could have the overpowered version. And it would was be the a, guy's voice, do you remember? That, yeah, that instead of having a normal it. beep, it would have the guy's voice that invented it, so you would you would put an item in the chamber, and then it would go, beep, beep, beep. beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the everything detector, put that in your games, that was that was a good one. Um, yeah, so you used that to find a, a cult, didn't you? We that did, yeah, pretty, that was pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just don't make it OP. That's mm-hmm. my advice. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I'll just, yeah, dress it up. Make it, make dress it, it up, make it cool, and just go buy the uh, go buy the other items in the book and, and you'll see that they kind of have a balance to them mm-hmm. and just try and stick with that. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you very much, Morgan. Cheers, Morg. Cheers, buddy. Um, next one is in from Sean Hunt. Hello, Sean. Sean Blunt. Sean Blunt, uh, and he says, uh, what are the best campaigns you have played in? That was easy, all of them. Yeah, I've all, had a bad all, one. all the campaigns. I've had a bad one, so I'll be really lucky. Uh, yeah, but I know you. You got to pick the best one. Oh, you've got to pick uh, the best one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the best campaign I've ever played in. So the one you've been a player in. Okay, a bit. It's a hard one, but I think it would be. I just loved playing Roland, so I probably did that first Call of Cthulhu trap campaign. So your first ever Call of Cthulhu campaign was your favourite yeah. campaign. Oh, I don't know though, it's too hard. Yeah. It's so a difficult one. It's a They're toughy. all so good. I've it's not had a, toughy. a shit one. I would say probably my favourite... I, I, there's two for me. Um, in terms of being a player, um, currently Savage Warhammer, oh, I'm man. really, really yeah, enjoying. That um, is really good. In terms of funitude. Yeah. And <laughs> I would say that another one that I really enjoy... Um, is was my my brother's my first Call of Cthulhu campaign as yeah. well. He did what was set in the nineties. Um, was absolutely ball bouncing, brilliant. That and was I think good, Call of Cthulhu is um are always fun, and I think that you will always remember the first time you played it. Yeah, and of it's, it's one of those ones that's always going to be special because Call of Cthulhu is just such a great system. So yeah. for me, that's that's probably up there. And it again. It might be. It's probably a big part of nostalgia as well. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I played Call of Cthulhu. It was also the first time I've been a player mm-hmm. ever as yeah, well. Actually, yeah. so <laughs> and it was really good. It was. It was a great campaign as well. Yeah. So Tuffy, thanks. But yeah, no. I, yeah, I think that's my so, favorite. I just loved Roland as well. He's just such a cool. He was a good character. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Right. Okay. So thanks, Sean. Thank you very much, Sean. Tabletop twats. First question from the Go Plus. Is uh, Mr. Manel Soms, star soccer player, star soccer player, international man boy? He no, he's not because he's he's in a very committed relationship. Oh, yeah, in, no, international playboy is in. Uh, he likes he to plays games. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what it is. He, he's a playboy. He's yeah. a boy that plays games. Yeah, exactly. International sexy boy. As well. Yeah. <laughs> Added bonus. So what does he want? Uh, he's sent in a myriad of questions. So I'll do yes. one of these ones. Yes. Thank you. Uh, first one is, how many hours a week do you spend preparing for RPG sessions? Well, it depends if I'm DMing or not. So, um, so yeah, me currently zero. When when I'm DMing, I would probably say about eight hours a week, mm-hmm. which is a lot, <clears throat> but um, uh, it's something I like to do as a hobby. So yeah. um, what, I, what I like to do, my little routine, I'll keep this brief, is I like to put some music on, Grab a cup of tea, 
get my grids out, my pens, and I like sit down and have a whole day of doing shit, maybe mm-hmm. like a four hour, um, half a day or something like that, and then do that over a couple of days and get all, all out of the way in a couple of days and do that. If I don't have the luxury of doing that, I'll probably spend maybe two or three hours and do it in an evening mm-hmm. or something like that. And that's what I'll do to prepare for each week's session. Oh, yeah. Other than that, uh, I don't really take many campaign notes. I just have a A4 sheet and maybe have like a bullet point list for the whole campaign. And then I'll do an extra bullet point list for each week's session as well. Yeah. And that's it. Perfect, and that's yeah. what I do. So that's about the amount of time. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, when I was running a campaign, I probably got home from work and normally spent an hour or so a night each night leading up to it. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Next question: How many hours a week do you actually spend playing RPG sessions? Wow. Uh, well, we got normally it's normally four hours once a week for our our meet our group. Yeah, four hours once a week for our group, mm-hmm. and then we have the Savage Warhammer every other week. Then which we've is again got another free Shadow hours. Run going on once every other week, which is another four hours. A so lot. we it's about twelve hours a week. Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a lot of time. Yeah. Maybe. And I've got the uh, once a month uh, or every two weeks, I also play Shadowrun, mm-hmm. uh, which is another group I have going on here. Once a month, I also play Pub Thulu. Pub Thulu, yeah. I've got too much going on. There's and, a lot of games. And I've been playing Bill, Bill Lear's game as well. Wow. Too much. Too much, man. I don't even, I, 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 I don't have a social life anymore. You're an Actually, that is my social You're life. You're an international game boy. I'm a game boy. Yeah. I'm a play, play man. <laughs> You're a play man game boy. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, a lot. We like it, man. It's a fun hobby. Yeah. Um, and we got into yeah. We we learned how to do it on the lines on the intertubes. On the t- yeah. Somehow I don't know how it works. Don't know how we do it, but it's working. Um, right. His next question is: How much money do you usually spend for a game on on stuff that is not essential to playing it? As in, not on core or splat books. Uh, Nick, you you like sort of you like to spend the dosh on the stuff, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I like. I've got nothing else to spend it on, to be honest with you. It's like the little bit of extra money I get a month, like... Well, that, that's that's what it's for, isn't it? And I enjoy, yeah, I have a little budget each month and then I buy a couple of books. But the good thing is, unless it's a massive core rule book that's out of print and's going to set you back 50, 60 quid, you can pick up quite a lot of good stuff for like 30 quid budget a month. Absolutely. If you shop wisely, you, mm-hmm. can, get, you can get some good stuff. eBay's good. Um, Ultimately, I, I don't really spend any unnecessary money. You can make, I think, like... You know, like as and when, like when I picked up obviously Savage Worlds, I had to buy Bennies um, because no one had any, and I wanted to, I wanted everyone to get the poker chip feel because I think it's fun. It's something to play with at the table. But um, they, that that's what I would say is like that that falls essential, under the bracket of unessential. Oh, I suppose you could use coins, couldn't you? As you could use you coins. Wanted to. You, you could, could use, use fucking forks. Turds, if you're in that shit on everyone's <laughs> fucking area That's of yours. table. Have <laughs> that, you cunt. Um, so, so I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, like uh, as for unessential stuff, I don't mm. Re- really. I tend to just buy the core rule book and stick with that. And then, as for settings or or like um, adventures, I, I tend to make my own up. Mm-hmm. The only reason is because that's what I'm used to doing, and I don't have a lot of money, baby, because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm a poor motherfucker. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I tend to do things. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's the best way to do things, but um, because it's really not. But like, I, I that's what I like to do because it's I'm frugal and I'm cheap and I'm a motherfucker. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's good. The thing is, though, once you've got like minis and stuff, once you've got one decent one that kind of represents your guy, you can use, reuse him. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's <laughs> well, it. I mean, we've got some cool little like bronzy ones that come back from Thailand, from Thai Rai. Yeah, if I but if I'm going out and like we're doing a shopping trip, different story. Yeah, you get I'll get a couple of couple of the little mm-hmm. extras, you know, like ten pounds or something. Totally, like that. definitely. Uh, right, lovely. Uh, next question: um, How would you handle a group where everyone is really good friends, uh, but one guy just can't play well with others, always argues and tries to grab the spotlight at every turn? Yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? That is a tough one. If we could answer that, we would be millionaires. Uh, yeah. Because then that... we all try and grab the spotlight in our uh, game, I think. So <laughs> Yeah, well, no, no, but everyone does though. But I think I think in um in our group everyone is quite outspoken, but everyone's really fair because yeah. we, we the thing is you've got we got three quite big personalities and you've got you, um you, it, it, I'm usually DMing, but you've got you um, you got Ryan mm-hmm. and you got James, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys are quite loud and you usually play play quite loud characters. And then you've got um, Sean, who mm-hmm. usually plays quite reserved, quite quiet characters, and he's yeah. quite a reserved, quiet guy himself. So, um, in in the case of Manuel's question, it's like you, we got three guys like that, yeah. And then Sean, <laughs> and like I, I feel Sean. I don't feel sorry for him, but the fact of the matter is, is that. Actually, you guys are really good at uh, sort of shutting the fuck up and, and letting him have his say. So, yeah. And Sean's, uh, I think Sean's timing is impeccable. So some of the best lines have come from Sean being the reserve guy that drops this just epic line. Yeah, like like last night, for instance. Um, and he we, always comes out with a good plan. Yeah, we, and he comes out with a good plan or so something clever or mm-hmm. and you guys will let him have his say and you're polite about it. So it's kind of different. To, need to hear what he has So to I say, guess yeah. you guys aren't really that kind of player then because, uh, I mean, the problem player would be the one that doesn't let people have their say yeah. and just wants to have the spotlight. And I mean, I guess in certain certain circumstances, um, you know, I've been that player where, where in, and not on purpose and not because I'm a dickhead, but oh, I am dickhead, but that's not why. <laughs> but like maybe sometimes when I get excited, do you know what I mean? Because I'm enjoying yeah, the game course, so much yeah. that, like, and I'm playing Getting lots of maybe a loud then. character yeah, yeah, that course. I'm certain that I've gotten people's nerves and talked over people and, and done it by accident. I've done it before, yeah. Exactly. I'm certain that it happens. And the fact of the matter is, is that I, often I think that, that um, you've got to give people credit and understand mm-hmm. that, they're, they're, that people don't do it to be a dickhead. Nobody wants to go to a game and upset people. I think that eventually people will just calm down. Yeah. And, and if somebody is being like that, just say, um, oh, by the way, um, I think you were talking over people last yeah, game. Yeah, someone was saying something just then just let them finish what they were saying. Yeah, most people will, will won't even realise they're doing it. Yeah. We'll just go, oh, oh shit, I didn't even realise. Yeah, you know what I mean? Say what you got to say first. Yeah. yeah, nobody's doing it on purpose, or, or at least most people aren't. And if somebody yeah. if somebody does react to you saying, by the way, you are talking over people quite a lot, and if somebody does react by going, no, I fucking wasn't, just go, well, sod off, don't come back next week. Go play on your own then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why don't you why don't you try and DM yourself? Give them a choose your own adventure and tell them to fuck off. Yeah, here's a fighting <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so that's it. Thank you very much, man. Well, cheers, man. Thanks Lovely for the questions. manners. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, You're a good guy. Keep him coming in. Uh, next uh, question is from the boss himself, Mr. Eric Lamoru. Oh, man. Frenchie. Here he is. <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, I have a player who always wants to have pets. His, late- <laughs> <laughs> he, his latest desire is to have a pet demon. Should, Fuck. I, should I let him have it? Yes. yes Jeff- Give me the demon. Give him Jeffels. Give me the demon. Is it Jeffels? It's Jeffels the it demon. Is, it is Jeffels. Do you I love ex- pets. Do you want to explain a little bit more about it? So this is in our Savage Warhammer game where I had a goblin and my goblin sadly died. Yeah. Eric is a very fair DM, mm-hmm. but it means my pet died. <laughs> and I want my pet back. And now I now I had a chance to get a pet demon and I really want a pet demon. So Eric, please give me the demon. Give me the demon, give me the demon, give me the demon. 
And we, we're sure that nobody else in the Warhammer universe will mind that this lady now comes riding on a demon. I said I'm going to dress the demon like a horse. That's right, yeah, we're going to try and disguise the demon as a horse. Uh, so yeah, give me the demon. Give me that demon! We need a new mascot. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, thank you very much, Eric. Cheers, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a personal plea. <laughs> I love it. That's the part of the um, the podcast that's designed. That's just me communicating with one person. Yeah, can I have a demon? Demon! Demon! Um, <laughs> next one is in from uh, Matthew Imaginary Truth Jones. <laughs> and he says, if you had to create a campaign around one fast food restaurant and run it, for the CEOs of said fast food restaurant in order to get paid enough to retire wealthy as fuck, what restaurant would it be and what would the campaign hook sound like? Um, I'm, this is coming right off the head, right? No pausing, nothing. It would be for Burger King, right? Yeah. And it would be all about the rise of power of the Burger King and how he stole the throne from the previous Burger King and how mm. the previous Burger King was a burger tyrant and was ruling over a kingdom and was doing a terrible job of it. Cool. How about you? I'm going to call my game Ain't No Thing But a Chicken Wing. Right. Uh, and it's all about finding the perfect hot wing sauce, that perfect crispy batter. For, you know, looking at trying to find recipes, trying to find the one recipe to rule them all and win the chicken wing uh, international. Uh, but it has to be for a fast food restaurant. KFC. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, no, no, favourite fried chicken. It's better than KFC. Is it? I like favourite fried chicken, yeah. Okay, well, um, favourite fried chicken, for those that don't know, is a restaurant in the UK um, that's similar to KFC, but it's the one everyone gets stabbed at in the news. <laughs> it literally is, though, Pretty isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Um, um, addition, oh, no, we can't. Is that libel? Ah, oh, fuck it. Who cares? They're not going to oh, listen to this. Oh, good, yeah. No, but they do, though. It's a fact. I can't... And it's not a fact. That's Chicken Cottage. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chicken Cottage as well. That's a, that's <laughs> both of them. Everyone always gets stabbed there. That's the game. Not get killed. Could have gone Chicken Cottage. <laughs> um, okay, so additionally, um, Five Guys. Oh, you took me to Five Guys. Yeah, that was a good place. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing about Five Guys is that mm-hmm. one could be pretty good because it could be about five adventurers. Five, yeah, Five Guys arguing over burgers. Five guys go out to find a burger. No, that's not a very good one. No. Never mind. No but good question, though. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Next question is in from Internet Dad. Internet Dad, Gary McCallum. He hasn't Yay. sent us a question in ages, actually. Yeah, I know. Thanks. He sends us packages, but not questions. Mm. Come on, mate. Both are fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Gary says, if you had the best dad in the world and he lost the use of him arms, but was mentally fully functionality, <laughs> and he really need a good wank. Or he liked receiving gifts in the bank door and the plumbing was backed up. Would you help him out? And if so, what system would you play with him? What the fuck? Okay. Oh, for sake. Okay, so... Okay, so he's saying... Okay, oh my God, that's awful. Oh God, what that's... What RPG all- game would you play? Well, uh, okay, so... First, first of all, if your dad had no arms... Yeah. And he needed a wank, would you help him out? And secondly, what RPG system would you play with him? 
I'm not answering the first question, Gary. That's disgusting. <laughs> and secondly, um, which RPG system would you play with your dad with no arms? Dear old dad with no arms. You know what? I would go for um, probably Pathfinder because it only requires one dice. And mm-hmm. you could easily pick that with your mouth and spit it out. And spit it out, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, just did the action. <laughs> <laughs> just trying it out. Um, okay. I, oh, bloody hell. Well, it, well, mostly requires one dice, doesn't it? It's, it's a D20. Damage, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I... Is there a game that doesn't... I'm sure there's games that don't use dice that I've read about. I'd use one of them. Uh, well, you could play... I was going to say vampire, but you use, like, your hands to do gestures, don't you? Oh, so, shit, yeah. Uh, for the, uh, for the uh, LARP version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you could always go... Headbutt? Head... Oh, dear. Oh, this is so bad. Gary, what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> you've, you've taken us to the gutter. It's all imagination. Is it? And we've had one correspondence come in from Twitter. My friend Chris just said, do it drunk. But we started recording at about 11 o'clock this morning, so... That is not going to happen, Chris. No. He keeps telling us to try and to do, do this podcast drunk. I know. But Chris, you're a fool. And we will not do that. <laughs> Actually, I quite like Chris. I've met him once. Yes, you have met Chris. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, but stop encouraging us to do bad things, Chris. <laughs> you bad influence. You bad person. <laughs> you know what? He told me once that he, uh, he always plays a chaotic evil rogue. So maybe that's why, because he's like a chaotic evil rogue in real life, and he's always trying to tell us to do bad things. <laughs> yeah, twiddling yeah. his moustache. Exactly. So, uh, and that's all the questions from the via the intertubes. I want to say it's thanks, time. thanks to everyone to, for sending your questions in. We always appreciate it, and we appreciate you on like a deep emotional on level. So many levels. No, 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 no. Just on one, and it's a deep emotional one. So cheers, everyone, and we will Here's see you. you next time. But for now, it's time to move on. To big up the shout out. We, so we're going to big up some of our colleagues on the Nerds International Network. But before we do that, I want to do something I never do, and I'm really lazy with doing, and I always feel guilty for not doing. Uh, I want to big up uh, something that I do for once, and mm. I want to send some people over to a YouTube series that I am a part of and have been a part of for four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called Swag's Den. That is all one word. So if you just type in Swag's Den on Google or YouTube, it will come up. This is a YouTube series that is primarily my brother's and it follows the exploits of a out-of-work uh, rude boy, which is an English term. And he... Basically, that's a character played by my brother called PK Swag, and he does um, reviews of video games. We do uh, lists about video games, and I play a character in that called Haymaker Simon, and I uh, basically am a dickhead in that. Basically, more of a dickhead than I am in real life. <laughs> you have uh, you have battles off Showden. Yeah, we have Showden where we do battles, and the loser has to uh, usually do a really horrible oh, eating challenge. Man. Yeah. And yeah, we've got lists on there. There's a series of um, videos where I pretend to be uh, lesser known English celebrity Danny Dyer and play online games or, or do reviews as well. And, and of course, the um, Elder Scrolls retrospective. Yes, there's an Elder Scrolls retrospective on there, where uh, which is a series that took us a year and a half to make. I wrote it, my brother presented it, and we got a like from Bethesda who made them games, and they said it was wicked. So um, go and check those out if yeah. you have the time. Uh, They're all on my. I've actually added them all to all the. Um, I've actually added all the Elder Scrolls to my G Plus in the gaming uh, thing. So. Well, thanks very much for doing that, mate. 
So they're all on there as well, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, we worked very hard on those videos. Um, we need to get a better camera. I understand that. <laughs> We've had a lot of people saying, when was this video made? And like, I know they look like they're from the 90s, all right? But um, just look at the actual content rather than the quality of the video, because I know that sucks. But um, yeah, go, go and check that out if Definitely. you fancy. Very, but very next, funny. we want to promote the jolliest motherfucking guy that ever did fucking live. Sail the seven seas. Um, no, no, he doesn't sail. Oh. No, 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 he doesn't sail. He, he, he surfs. Oh, of course he does, yeah. He's, he's a, no, he is a whaler, though, yes. He does. He takes pictures of whales. While surfing. Surfing. And being jolly. And being jolly. Of That's course. his pastime. But when he's not doing that... What else is he doing? Playing Conan 2D20. Yeah, right. No, no, he, do, he does. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, <laughs> uh, right, okay. But, no, but it, you, you have to understand that that sounded sarcastic, Nick. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay, no, no. When when you do that gesture, I understand that it's not sarcastic, but they can't see that without gesture. the thumbs up. You wouldn't know. Yeah, right. Uh, no, but, okay. <laughs> look, he he is doing it. Oh, so okay. we want to talk about a jolly GM. He's doing Conan two D twenty on his channel very soon. He's so fucking jolly, it'll make your head spin. Yeah, he's a jolly guy, and, and that makes me game. sick. Um, does loads of Conan stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, and um, check out his channel. He's got a blog. He's got a blog. Most active blog blog out there. It's it's the most active blog out there. He's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the most active blog, the blog since sliced bread. The bloggiest guy going. He's he's but he'll blog you silly, <laughs> right? So don't fucking mess with him. But yeah, it takes a lot to upset him because he's so damn jolly. No, he, no, he's he's got that's his reputation. That he wants you to think right. But it actually takes very little to upset him. Then blog. Yeah, then blog. You know, Boom, you've been bang, blogged. bang. You've been glocked. With a blog. Blog to the head. <laughs> so go check. Go check him out. Go check him out. Check out his uh, 2D20. Check out his tutorials. <laughs> and check out the video where he filmed his feet for quite a while. Check out his bod. Check out his bod. Mm -hmm. He's got a sick beach bod. That's why he's always surfing. Surfing, taking pictures of whales. All right. Thank Thanks, you. everyone. <laughs> See ya. Az én nevem Ellen Rickman, és amikor épp nem a galaxis mentem meg, tabletop twats hallgatok. That, um, so that is another bloody show, right? And I just want to say that we are always willing to talk to you. I know that we're great celebrities. I know that we're mates with Beyonce. And I know that we live in Bel Air. But you can talk to us. And how do they do that, Nick? Uh, first, I have to ring our agent. Um, but once you've done that, yeah. your agent will give us, give you the following details. He will say to you, why don't you get in touch via email, which is tabletoptwats at gmail.com. And then he'll say, go into the Facebook, which is forward slash tabletopt. Or then he might say, why not try the Twitter, which is at tabletoptwats. But then he'll direct you over to our Tumblr, which he does not know how it works. And his computer will start smoking and he'll tell you to get out of his office. But... After that, after that, he might say, as you're leaving, he might shout to you, but the best place, and then you'll turn back around and come back. And then he'll say, go on to the Google+. Plus." But better than that, go on to the Nerds International Google+. Plus." Which, why is our agent telling you that? That's and nothing then when to do that with happens, us. there's a little uh, noise comes out of the computer, and we actually climb out of, of the, the computer, because yeah. that's where we live. And that's where we are, yeah. Um, our agent's a bit weird. So, um, anyway, Necromancer. the point is... Is that that is another show. We've done it. We've done it. We've reached the end. If you got this far, you deserve a fucking medal. So give us your address. But it's Send not a show. It is a show. 
Oh, it is a show. We did do a show. We did a show. We said we wouldn't do a show, and we went and did a show. I know. Well, anyway. One... Oh, silly us. <laughs> oh, God. Bloody hell. Um, but listen. Listen, you bloody idiots. Because we need to give you the thought of the week, right? Pod. We always give you a philosophical thought to think about. Something to ponder within your mind. And we this will help you get through to, through to the next podcast when we bring another one out. We'll give you something to think about until the next one comes out. And this this will be no exception. Um, basically, this week's thought is going to be no woman, some cry? <laughs> okay, and that relieves one last thing to be said. One one phrase that unites us all. And it was written down in a very ancient book once long ago, once that was found in the pyramids of Egypt that was taken from the very clutches of Tutankhamun. And that phrase, Nick, what is that phrase? Chicken McBoshleys. Good bike. Shut up and get out of the way. Aren't you going to ask why a jester is crying and lying in the middle of the road? No. Because I was once a powerful knight and now... Fuck me, everyone in this book is written like a fucking character from Nightmare. What's Nightmare? It's a TV sh... Never mind, look, get on with it. I was once a powerful knight for King Psalms in Shitterton in the north. Yet alas, woe, pity... I am now naught but a lowly jester. You see, I lost in a pig joust against... Look, try to get this over with before one of us dies. Why are you laying here? I'm going to kill myself. Um, well, just by laying here, this is going to take a while. Not if a wagon comes along, along this road. Ah, uh, okay, I get it. Well, bye. (laughs) Actually, jester... (laughs) <laughs> yes? Can I have your stuff? Oh.